Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Leviticus. Hey, happy Friday, friends and faithful listeners. You've tuned into the P40 Ministries podcast season three, where we are going through the Mosaic Law right now. And today we're going to be talking about Leviticus chapter two, verses one through ten, which is all about the grain offering that people could bring. And this is an interesting offering because we often think of burnt offerings as being like the bulls and the lambs and whatever else that people had to bring. But this is a very specific type of burnt offering that had nothing to do with animals. This was a grain offering. And we're going to talk about the significance of the grain offering today on the podcast. So let's go ahead and read Leviticus chapter 2 verses 1 through 10 today at the WEB version of the Bible. Make sure to grab your Bible and your cup of coffee and let's jump right in. When anyone offers an offering of a meal offering to Yahweh, his offering shall be a fine flour. He shall pour oil on it and put frankincense on it. He shall bring it to Aaron's sons, the priests. He shall take his handful of its fine flour and of its oil and of all of its frankincense, and the priest shall burn its memorial on the altar, an offering made by fire of a pleasant aroma to Yahweh. That which is left of the meal offering shall be Aaron's and his sons. It is a most holy part of the offerings of Yahweh made by fire. When you offer an offering of a meal offering baked in the oven, it shall be unleavened cakes of fine flour mixed with oil or unleavened wafers anointed with oil. If your offering is a meal offering made on a griddle, it shall be of unleavened fine flour mixed with oil. You shall cut it into pieces and pour the oil on it. It is a meal offering. If your offering is a meal offering of the pan, it shall be made of fine flour with oil. You shall bring the meal offering that is made of these things to Yahweh. It shall be presented to the priest, and he shall bring it to the altar. The priest shall take from the meal offering its memorial, and shall burn it on the altar, an offering made by fire, of a pleasant aroma to Yahweh. That which is left of the meal offering shall be Aaron's and his sons. It is a most holy part of the offerings of Yahweh made by fire. So my first question when I read this was, what is the point of burning the grain offering? And I'm kind of like, man, like, why is, you know, burnt offerings to God so important? Well, I did some research on this. And one of the things I realized was that back in these days, oftentimes when people would sacrifice offerings to their God or goddesses, they would only burn a part of the animal and the other part would be eaten in this like ceremonial feast or whatever but yet God wanted all of it to be burned completely as in this is not going to get eaten this is not going to be anything except for me and that's the point of the burning 
of the sacrifices is to show the people that this is completely for God. There's not going to be any meat eating or any grain eating. Well, there's going to be some grain eating here, but the the grain offering that is given fully to God as a memorial is what it says here in Leviticus 2, that part had to be fully burned. It was not allowed to be eaten. Now, whatever was left of the grain offering could be given to Aaron and his sons. And at that point, it would probably be made into the show bread. And then Aaron and his sons would eat at that table with God. And that would be something that actually is very holy to God is what it says. It says in verse three, that the part given to Aaron and his sons is the most holy part of the offerings of Yahweh made by fire, which is kind of interesting. So let's talk about this in verse one. It talks about how not all free will offerings have to be of an animal. They don't always have to be shedding the life of an animal. It can be a grain offering. So whatever, you know, people back in these days were farmers. That's what they were. So when people would farm their produce, they could bring a gratitude gift to God, a free will offering of their own gratitude of everything that God had given them in that particular grain, whether it was barley or uh, wheat, I don't know exactly, but they would take the grain and it would have to be the best of the grain that they get. And it says that if this person who is presenting this offering chose not to cook it, because yeah, it says here that you can actually make it into cakes for God, (laughs) which I think is really cute. You can bake for God. But anyway, Uh, those who chose just to bring a bag of it, it says that it had to have oil on it and then it had to have some frankincense on it. Now, frankincense would have been a very expensive oil back in those days, but it was a very sweet smelling oil. In fact, I have some frankincense upstairs in my collection of oils that I never use, but frankincense is one of my favorites of all of them. I really do enjoy the smell in particular of frankincense, but it's a nice smelling thing. So when that particular part of the grain offering is being burned, it would have a very delicious scent. And it doesn't say how much frankincense had to be on it. It just says, put some frankincense on it. That's it. And put, yeah, so it didn't have, from my understanding, it did not have to be a ton of frankincense. It could have been a few drops or whatever. But so this is for the poorest of the poor people. You know, I mean, frankincense, yes, that would have been a more expensive perfume to get. But once you have it, you can use it ceremonially, basically, for your Thanksgiving offerings. But if you were super poor, say you were super poor, and you were able to get some barley, some really nice barley or wheat from somewhere, it says that you could just bake it in the pan. It says that you could make it on the griddle, and it would just be unleavened fine flour mixed with oil basically you didn't have to put frankincense on it so even the poorest people could give an offering to God and this is this just shows how much God cares about the poor people you know even in the last chapter we talked about people could bring a bull if they had it or they could bring something as simple as a turtle dove basically something most poor people could bring to God but even if they were unable to get even a turtle dove. Even the poorest of the poor could bring a small amount of a grain offering or something like that and, and make it into a few crackers and bring it to God. And that was kind of the point of this was for the very, very poor people. And then, of course, if they had the frankincense, some oil, they could just 
bring it without cooking it and bring it to God that way and pour some uh, frankincense on it. So it says here that if that person who is bringing the fine flour chose not to cook it, it says there is no required amount that this person could bring. They could bring whatever they wanted, whatever they had. And it says that uh, that person should pour oil on it and put frankincense on it. And he should bring it to Aaron's sons, the priests. And then Aaron's sons would take a handful of it and then burn it completely as a memorial on the altar. Whatever was left out of the bag of the flour would be given to Aaron and his sons. And that would be their food for that day or the food for the week or whatever it was. And possibly it would be made into the showbread. We did find out that there were women that were uh, ministering as well around the temple and the tent of meeting and stuff. And maybe I, I kind of imagine them as being the ones that would take care of the showbread and stuff like that. But truly, I don't know what their role was. But um, either way, this bread would be baked for Aaron's sons and Aaron himself. It would be placed on that table inside of the holy place. And then uh, I don't know if it was once a week, but they would sit down and almost eat with God. <laughs> Aaron and his sons would get a chance to have a meal with God once a week or whatever it was. But that was the purpose of having that table inside of the tent of meeting, which is where God, God's presence was living so that uh, Aaron and his sons, the priests, could go and eat and almost like converse with God in a little, in, in a way. I'm not sure if exactly how that worked, but yeah, so that was what the rest of these grain offerings that people would bring that's what that would go towards was Aaron and his sons. Now, they could be baked. It says that they could either be baked in the oven. It could be made on the griddle or it could be, let's see, what is, oh, it could be made in the pan as well. I'll be honest with you guys. I, I don't know what the difference between a griddle and a pan is. <laughs> I thought they were both the same thing, but apparently they're two different things. Maybe it has a meaning that I'm not quite sure I don't I don't know anyway it could be made either in the oven baked into cakes of fine flour mixed with oil or unleavened wafers anointed with oil or it could be made on the griddle or it could be made in the pan I almost think of in the pan as almost like a pancake but maybe that's wrong I don't know anyway at that point whatever these people would make in the oven whatever they cooked and they'd have to do it to the best of their ability, by the way. This would have to be good flour, the best flour they could get. And it would have to be baked well. I can imagine that, you know, uh, you know, it couldn't be burned or anything like that. I don't know. It doesn't specifically say that. But it was supposed to be out of the correct heart. So, I mean, if these people were doing something like half-assed, then it probably was not the best thing to bring to God at that point. It had to be out of the correct heart and done to the best of the ability, which is what we see all throughout scripture. That is a very, very clear thing is we're supposed to give our best, our absolute best to God, whether it's cooking something or whether it's, you know, bringing something to God or tithing. It's just we're supposed to do it out of the correct heart, if that makes sense. And it's supposed to be our best work done. So these people, when they chose to bring this gratitude offering, they could 
bring this flour. They could bake it up. They could put it in the frying pan. They could, you know, take it over to the priests. The priests would burn part of it and then keep the other part for themselves. And that would be what they were allowed to eat. And maybe, I don't know exactly what the rules were, but it's possible they could take it home to their family and their family could eat it. Because it does say that um, the Levite clan, which is what all the priests were, the priests were the Levites, that the Levites their inheritance would be God and almost the other tribes would have to take care of the Levites the Levites wouldn't get any particular piece of land when they go into the promised land they wouldn't have farmland or anything like that the Levite clan would be fully dedicated to God and God would be their inheritance their reward and then it was up to the other tribes to take care of the Levite clan because the Levites were the people that were bringing them God in a sense. So it was important for these other people to take care of the Levites. So clearly, I, I'm guessing Aaron and his sons could potentially take this food home and give it to their families as well. Though that is my own interpretation of that. It does not say that specifically in scripture. So don't actually quote me on that. But basically the same rules apply with the food offerings of the pancakes or whatever, it says the priest shall take of the meal offering its memorial and shall burn it on the altar, an offering made by fire, a pleasing aroma to Yahweh. So there's that word again, pleasing aroma. And this is done with the right heart, which is what I was talking about earlier. That is when something is a pleasing aroma to God. Because we see later on, it's not the sacrifice. And that's where people started to get it wrong. They thought that God wanted these sacrifices and they were doing it out of obligation, checking off a box. That's, that's what the people ended up doing. But it wasn't the sacrifice. It was the heart of the sacrifice. Because later on when people started uh, sinning and sinning and sinning and just offering sacrifices after one after another and whatever else and not changing their ways, God was saying that this stuff is repulsive to him. It's repulsive. It was not done with the right heart. It was not a pleasing aroma. It was horrible. And so God was saying that later on, you know, sacrifices became detestable to him because the people's hearts were not in it. So that was, that's the entire point of the pleasing aroma is where our hearts are. Or I should say the people back then where their hearts were with bringing these offerings to God. It shouldn't have been a, a checkbox that they had to do in order to be right with God. It had to be something that they were truly bringing out of the gratitude of their hearts saying, God, you've given us so much. You know, we have all this grain this year and we're going to give you part of it because we want to. That was the purpose of this particular grain offering. And then traditionally the women would be the ones to stay home in those days and they would cook this stuff up and they would be doing it out of the goodness of their hearts and you know they would be doing the best they could to make a delicious pancake for God <laughs> oh boy if that was me it would be terrible trust me I am a horrific horrific cook if I was back in those days there'd be no cooking happening my husband would have to do all the cooking you should see my food I'm not even joking I well recently we moved and my stove top cooks way hotter here than it does at my other house and I still haven't figured out how to not burn everything every single thing that I cook for the past several months has been burned to a crisp I invited somebody over recently because they helped us move 
and he's part of my college and career group as well and he's a nice kid and you know I was I was trying to cook him and my husband a really nice steak dinner and so I was like pan searing it it turned into complete leather it was leather it was a belt I was eating a belt and they were so nice to me. My husband was starving and he ate the entire thing and poor Kyle suffered through that meal because he was nice and he did not have to. <laughs> but that's about the level of my cooking. So if I was back in these days and I had to make a pancake for God, it would be burned, but maybe my heart would be right and I'd be like, God, I'm really trying <laughs> to make a good thing for you. And maybe at that point it would still be a pleasing aroma to him. I don't know. Or maybe I'd have to remake it like 500 times. I, I don't know. Or maybe we could just take the easy way out and my husband could cook it right the first time and then we'd take it over. <laughs> okay, friends and faithful listeners, this was Leviticus chapter 2, verses 1 through 10, talking about the grain offerings. So let me know, do you guys enjoy cooking? You know, I don't. I hate cooking, actually. I'm terrible at it, and uh, it's not one of my my talents, for sure. But, you know, friends, I, uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to get to know you guys a little bit more. And I always want you guys to contact me if you have any prayer requests, if you have any questions at all regarding the podcast, or even if you have any ideas regarding some of this stuff, because... I run out of ideas, and so I'd love your guys' ideas as well. So you can contact me at www.p40ministries.com slash contact, or you can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash p40ministries, and you can contact me there as well. Friends and faithful listeners, have a wonderful weekend. Happy listening, and God bless.